1: As millennials move into their 40s, it is quite clear that debt is more of a problem for this generation and very likely the generations to follow than it has been for our parents' generation. Generation X currently has the highest amount of debt just by existing for more years than Generation Y or Millennials. And mathematically, the amount of debt that's been accumulated in a shorter amount of time, Generation Y or Millennials, are screwed to the ground because there's no coming out of this. And and it's not about pulling yourselves up by your bootstraps or working harder. The America and the American dream of the boomer generation and before is gone. There is no way to accumulate this much debt and get out of it if you're not going to raise minimum wage, if you're not going to cut costs for college, if you're just going to make everything more expensive without paying people more. And so, with that amount of debt, people tend to start making, let's say, less than honest choices. Other financial decisions.
2: Creative accounting. (laughs) Creative
1: accounting. I love all of this. This is all just... A nice way of saying we're willing to break some laws if we have to, which leads us to Emily the Criminal starring Aubrey Plaza, which is the story of a girl down on her luck. She's saddled with $75,000 worth of debt from art school. She can't get a job because, which speaks to another problem in this country, Mm -hmm. she happens to have a criminal record that she can't get past the gatekeepers who won't take into account why certain crimes were committed in the past. She gets involved in a credit card scam uh, with a gentleman, played by Theo Rossi, that pulls her into the criminal underworld of Los Angeles, and what occurs from there is a slow-burn drama character piece with Aubrey Plaza basically in every moment and minute of this movie. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined... By some less than smooth criminals, we have the <laughs> abrasive criminal, Luanne. Hey, how's it going? We have the uh, soft and fuzzy criminal that is Harmony. Hello. And the uh, tough on the inside but uh, a nuggity center of criminal, Sarah <laughs> Jane.
3: Hi, I'm Gen X, by the way. And debt mm-hmm. uh, is insane. Yep. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, knowing the kind of reviewers we have, the generation gap we have on the sites. I know we cover the spectrum from. Yeah. I think we have oh, some yeah. Z's in here. Definitely a lot yeah. of millennials into X. And I think maybe there's a boomer in there. I don't know. But here we are talking about Emily the Criminal and a social dark comedy. Not dark comedy. There's nothing comedic about this. A social commentary piece on debt in this country and the lengths at which people are willing to go. I went into this with zero information. I saw the mm-hmm. title, I saw Aubrey Plaza and Theo Rossi, mm-hmm. who. Gained his popularity in Sons of Anarchy. We've also seen him in Luke Cage. Saw those two, I was in. I didn't need to see anything more. So I went into this completely cold, and uh, I didn't have any expectations. So I was impressed by what this ended up being. Because Aubrey Plaza is known for comedy over Mm -hmm. anything. So to see her take such a dramatic turn, I appreciated that. What did you do? What did What did you four think? Nope. Let's try that again. There's a number here. (laughs) Um, This is why I am dead. (laughs) You
0: don't number well. You
2: don't number good. (laughs) What did you three think?
0: (laughs) Well, Rossi is the guy that you cast when you need exactly this role, which is the Mm. criminal who's really not a vile, despicable criminal. Even his backstory makes it clear he's just doing this because there's no other way to meet his goals. Right. Which in his case is to own property and take care of his mom. What a monster
2: yeah no, i know right audrey plaza a great character actress and like but she seems like she only plays audrey plaza <laughs> and this is just like unfunny audrey plaza but i'm i'm i enjoyed it i was here for the ride
3: yeah uh i went in like tc i didn't know anything about it um when it was one of the things coming up i looked into it and i saw it was her and i was like i'm in you know yeah. i've liked her in the past so i was interested And uh, yeah, I liked it as well.
1: We've entered this weird era in films in the past decade where vanity pieces fail in the box office. Mm -hmm. You see these big A-listers attempting vanity pieces that just fall on their faces because theater-going audiences, they're seeking out blockbusters. They're seeking out big explosive distractions in one way or another. Mm -hmm. But we have been seeing some really great indie passion pieces Mm -hmm. from Sandra Bullock. Halle Berry had a fighting movie recently and now Arby Plaza here. And I I find these films really engaging just for their sheer existence because this isn't something, though it is in theaters, this isn't going to break any box office numbers. It's probably going to no. go right under the radar of a lot of people. This is probably more suited for streaming. Mm-hmm. But what movies like this and what indie films are good for is discussing topics that aren't glamorous and blockbuster mm-hmm. This is a tense movie. Mm-hmm. It's not drive by any stretch of the imagination, but there's some element of mm, is she going to get away with it right here? Oh, And it has this energy to it that reminds me of the Safety Brothers. It's not as mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, intense as the Safety Brothers shoot Good Time and Uncut Gems, but it does have this very raw, real feel to it. And I give credit to Aubrey Plaza for as I said, being in every second of this movie. yeah, And, mm-hmm. and owning it.
2: I think she carried it very well. Um, and one thing I noticed is there's a lot of shaky cam. And so I always think of shaky cam as like something's going to happen, but it ha- they do shaky cam the whole time.
1: <laughs> like no, things
2: are constantly happening. Um, it's, it is a slow burn, like you said, but it's like, it's, it, escalates quickly I think you know mm-hmm. like in like oh let's go from stealing credit card numbers to cars Cars, right. you know like it, it, it jumped like pretty, <laughs> pretty wildly there
0: but it also shows a progression like she didn't yeah. start out being I'm going to be a hardened criminal no. it was I'm just going to do this one thing and it's really not going to hurt anybody because it's credit cards right like yeah. the card company will eat the expense and who cares if they have to pay up so we'll move on mm-hmm. and you know, even when she's initially enticed, they're like, man, nobody gets hurt doing this. This is why this is what we do.
1: We're not robbing banks at gunpoint.
0: Right. And that's how it goes until it doesn't. Yeah. And and that's how it goes with... I mean, Breaking Bad did this years ago, right? Like, if, if the system is set up better from the beginning, you don't have a story. He doesn't have to turn to crime to cover his medical bills. She doesn't have to turn to crime to just pay down the interest on her student loans. She does everything she's supposed to do. She tries to get a legitimate mm-hmm. job, and she can't do it. Because
2: society kind of sucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I, I'm told constantly that this is the greatest country ever. Country, of I things. know, yeah. You know, people just don't want to work is the problem. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's what it is. She just doesn't want to... She didn't even have a degree... For that $75,000 right. yes. in debt. She had to leave to, I think it was to take care of her mom. Right. Yeah, her mom or her grandmother. Yeah. yeah. To be 24, I'm not sure how old she was, but let's just say she's 24, or 25. To be that much in debt and not even have a degree to show for it, how do you even, you can't even get out of that? No. Mm-hmm. Especially with, I mean, at that point, I mean, she has two convictions on her mm-hmm. record. And, you know, the only kind of job that she can get. Is delivering food, so you know her friend hooks her up. And it's like, hey, go to this place, and she's like, all right, you know. But you can't, you can't get out from under seventy five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You
2: can't. No, so man. I don't blame her at all
1: for what she was. I'm doing. all for
2: it. Be gay, do crimes. Like that's yeah, uh, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> it's
1: desperation. It's a
0: constant struggle and desperation. Right. It's exactly desperation. It's easy, right? She's making whatever minimal amount she's making doing an overrated Grubhub sort of thing. I mean, like, it's for a big kitchen. But, you know, then it's like, here's a job. It's going to take you maybe an hour. We'll give you 200 bucks. 200 bucks an hour? Okay. Yeah. That's more than I'm going to see for a pretty substantial amount of this week. All right.
1: How, how do you say no to that?
0: Yeah. Right. And and again, it's like, yeah, it's credit cards. Who cares, right? The card company eats a little because of a purchase. And then it just sort of goes from there. And it really should go relatively smoothly. Until it doesn't. doesn't, and things get out of control, because there's no story if it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, even the guy that hooks her up, he works for the same job she does, right? And he's she does him a favor, so he's like, here, I'm gonna do yeah. you a favor. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's nothing more than that. There's nothing. There's nothing malicious in anything, any but well, Yusef's cousin maybe, but yeah. like Yusef right. himself is even like, this is why we do this. This is easy. Nobody gets hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the end, my mom's gonna have somewhere to live.
1: Right. We get to see the altruism in crime. There's the old parable of if you steal a loaf of bread to feed your family, is it a crime? It's, mm-hmm. Right. It, there's two moments of an older generation talking down to Emily about mm-hmm. just the choices she makes. She has a boss, she has a potential boss, and they throw it back in her face that she's somehow entitled mm-hmm. or that she somehow has uh-huh, it easy. Mm-hmm. And that it's two very subtle. Well, one's way more heavy-handed than the other, but it's two great-placed scenes for the commentary that this movie's trying to have where I feel like if you're a little bit older maybe beyond Gen X older Gen X you're going to watch that scene and, and maybe there will be a little bit of like hey, yeah come on work a little harder and I just think that comes societally yeah. that mm-hmm. you, you look down on the younger generation like I worked hard why can't you work hard because that's what
2: they heard their whole life you know right yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is impossible. an idiom that means impossibility yes <laughs> that's right <laughs> impossible and The other side of it, of just if you're younger and you're in this position, I do think this is very much a millennial's movie. I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have $75,000 worth of debt, but I get it. I'm in a position in my life where I can see the people around me who are in these maybe a bit more dire straits. And she's single, unmarried, no child, and this is the position she's in.
2: I'm an elder millennial with a bankruptcy. That happens. What wouldn't you do in that desperation? You know what I mean? Like
1: It really does come down to what you're willing to do to survive. Yeah. And some people just have more advantage than the other. Her best friend in this has got a great job. Oh, it's just a quick little trip. I'm going to Portugal for 11 days. For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it, She means nothing by it. She's not being a bad person to Emily, her friend. It's just that's entitlement yeah that right there is like you're oblivious to the sufferings of your friend who you clearly care about but you don't see it
2: went to the same high school and same college you know like yeah
1: and one just got the leg up over the other one but there's like a gross feeling in this movie mm-hmm. that i felt throughout mm-hmm. not that it was an ugly film per se but i i just felt ugh, as i left it. i got to see this on the big screen as i left it i was just kind of ugh. this feels too real Mm -hmm. i really really feel empathy for this type of character
3: but she starts out trying to do the right thing Mm -hmm. i mean she's making her payments and they're like oh that went to interest and she's like well how much is the interest Mm -hmm. you know know. yeah so it's not like she's starts out like quote unquote being entitled like i'm not gonna pay for my my shit she did she was trying But there's no way. Yeah.
1: And we get one moment of seeing what you could consider bad decision making where she goes out and parties one night the day before her first time going to this potential criminal operation.
2: But it didn't seem to affect it at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we're going to show all these bad choices and then she's just fine the next day. She's just a real party girl. Like, I (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) To me,
1: it showed an example of living by the rules. She's trying to follow the rules. She's trying to pay off her debt. And just trying to live a life Mm -hmm. and and trying to balance that and how imbalanced this country just makes that for people. And what's uh, not to get too socially political here, but she's white. Mm -hmm. Good God help anyone who's in a position of being a quote unquote minority Mm -hmm. in this position. There's a whole nother movie to be had there.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and, and that's one of the other elements that they sort of touch on in this, not the race, well, they sort of glance at racism because she's dealing with Yusuf, <laughs> but one of the other things they sort of touch on is what people would do if they didn't have to worry or work themselves to death just to yeah. survive, because she's an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: what would you do if you had money?
0: Right, you know, and and that's just it, because that's one of the things everybody seems to forget I think Harmony we actually had a similar conversation not that long ago with a different review. Nobody really wants to work a shitty job, right? Like if you had a choice, you'd prefer to at least work a job that's got some meaning or some value to you beyond merely the wage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not mercenaries. You know, you want you want what you do to actually matter to something, even if it's just to you. And it it makes you wonder how many things are lost because people are in the position she's in. She's the position you're in. It was really frustrating to watch because even the parts where the system doesn't step on her for something, quote, wrong, it just points out that it it doesn't even matter, even if you're in a better position than she is. It's not going to work against you. And that may sound like, you know, whining or entitlement or whatever, but it's simply the reality that people from my generation on down have to deal with.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this movie demonstrates that at every level. We get to see this movie from Emily's perspective. But, yeah, we have Yusuf. We have Yusuf's cousin. We see a couple of skeezy meth heads that show up at one point in this movie to do some nefarious things at the blade point right there's yeah uh, there's every level of desperation and and problems here even yusuf's mother we can see that oh she lives in a house she can afford and yusuf wants to get her a better house and how much joy that brings her mm-hmm. because he's gonna provide mm-hmm. for her well geez mm-hmm. he can barely provide for himself this movie does such a great job through and through of just presenting that. It reminded me of killing them softly, which was a Brad Pitt movie from 2012, mm-hmm. which deals with similar socio-political conversation points here where you shouldn't watch this expecting to have a thrill ride. Mm-hmm. This is a commentary film yeah. and it's a character study piece and it's going to leave you questioning yourself. And as it did for me feeling oh, gross yeah. about this and, any sort of empathy you have, I feel, is going to be in display as you walk out of the theater or walk down the streets or just go out to the next time, and you're going to be passing people who may have a thousand-yard stare in their eyes. you got to think, like, what are they going through? What desperation yeah. point have they hit?
2: Like, not a, it's hard to make this funny, right? Yeah, <laughs> like we're, we're, we're trying, but it's it's hard. Hey,
1: what's the yeah. difference between a a Mustang in the garage and a pile full of debt? I don't have a Mustang in my garage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
1: right, well, That's let's easy. let's try to wrap this up into some final thoughts here. Sarah Jane, why don't you go first?
2: Alright,
3: I didn't necessarily feel gross coming out of this, but I did feel like I'm happy that I am an American and I live in this country. But there are just a lot of things wrong with this country. And this movie encapsulates all of it. She makes one mistake. I don't know how old she was, but at some point in college she makes a mistake. And that's just ruined her entire life. And so, you know, where do you go from there? You're not, you're not even looking at the debt. Mm-hmm. Let's say she didn't even go to college. If you have something on your record, you know, eventually it might drop off depending on what the, the record was. But, you know, and so I, is it fair for somebody's entire life to be fucked out just by one mistake? I, I don't think so, you know. And you had mentioned that she, um, you know, was white. If this mistake, if this had been um, a minority character, they would probably be in jail and would never get out anyway to even have to worry about that. You know, I don't think she spent time in jail. I think she probably just has the the record. But I thought she was great. And I thought Theo Rossi was great. I, everyone was great. The shaky cam stuff didn't bother me. I don't know. I felt like it worked with the movie because it almost was just like a fly on the wall of her life kind of a thing. I'm trying to think if I had any other notes. I don't think I do. So I'm just going to go straight to my uh, rating, and I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 Dachshunds who are super cute (laughs) that I just wanted to give a little kiss. Harmony.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this this movie can be a tough watch, I think, for anybody who is struggling in that desperation themselves it's it's a hard watch so for anybody who's struggling that desperation themselves i think it's played off very well though it it looks good even the shaky cam like it just lets me know that something's about to happen and shaky cam happened all the time (laughs) (laughs) so it ruined my preparedness (laughs) of what was going to (laughs) happen next kind of that's all i really like audrey plaza i hope she does more Unique and great things. Like I said, she's just so distinctive in her delivery and her voice and everything that, like, like I said, she just kind of plays Audrey Plaza. But I, I love to see her branch out. So I, I really enjoyed this. I'm gonna give it an 8.2 <laughs> out of 10. Box cutters. Yeah, Check yeah. Chekhov's yeah. box cutter. Yeah. Taser. <laughs>
0: Luanne. Uh, well. The the movie itself looks good. It sounds good. The cast is great. We've talked a lot about both Plaza and Rossi. And I think they're both perfectly cast in terms of their performances. Man, the system sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it sucks so much for so many people. And I, I guess that sort of rolls into my rating because it's going to be four out of five people who need to understand the message of this movie and are going to dismiss it out of hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah
1: yeah I'm just gonna echo what everyone has said here. This is this is good, this is good, but I don't know quite who this audience might be. You have to be into this sort of commentary and these sort of films to latch on to this and really take something away from it. I suppose if I could recommend it to anyone, I really want to recommend it to actors to who who self produce oh yeah, especially the females out there who are trying to break into Hollywood, break into filmmaking, and really have something to say without it being victimhood of the cliché female type. This isn't Mm -hmm. a movie about a broken marriage or pregnancy or rape. Assault,
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: it's not about those clichés in female cinema. This is a great, great character study, and Aubrey Plaza did her homework. She brought it here. This is not a lazy movie by any stretch of the imagination. And, Lorraine, you couldn't have said it better. Theo Rossi is perfectly suited for a role like this. You see this on the page, you go, Theo Rossi. You, you want to have a likable, sweet, kind of scary criminal? You go to that guy. <laughs> this is John Patton Ford's debut for a feature, and I, I'm interested to see what more he has to do here because... It seems to me when you say something this strongly in a film this is probably the type of films you want to make. And I'd like to see where he goes in the future with bigger budgets, with bigger stars, with bigger scope. Yeah, I, I think that's about all I have to say about it. Aside from if it sounds interesting, you check this sort of thing out and I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. Traditional Lebanese vodka shots. <laughs>
2: It was Italian. It wasn't vodka. Oh, yeah, okay. it was Italian.
1: <laughs> Whatever it was it, it. Was <laughs> it was, it was crap.
2: It was it was rocket.
1: But hey, when your mom asks you, you got it. Yeah.